Welcome to Pensions WTAF Working Through the Actual Facts podcast, a podcast brought to you by Pengage Limited, pension communications, engagement and guidance experts. I'm Laura and I have 25 years experience working within the pension sector, helping people to prepare and plan for their retirement. And I'm Nigel Heaton. I joined um, Laura at Pengage last year. After 33 years working in the pensions industry uh, for some of the major employee benefit consultancies, I'm also a fellow of the Pensions Management Institute and on pensions, I'm really short of an opinion. So this is a podcast no one will want to listen to because it's about pensions, but you should listen to it. It's a bit fun, it's relatable, it's kind of important. This is not financial advice, but guidance to help work through some of the practical and emotive issues that causes pensions procrastination. So we basically take the complicated stuff and try and make it a bit not complicated. And welcome. It's just me today, I'm afraid. No, Nigel. Primarily because it's a Friday and we've had a really hectic week with interviews and it was our birthday. We turned four. That's quite exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, so I'm fitting this one in on a Friday because we have had a request from Luke and Luke would like us to talk about something called the normal minimum pension age. We committed to him a while ago that we would do that, but we've been so busy that there's been a little bit of a delay. So I'm really sorry, Luke, but here we are now. And what Luke wants to know is a little bit more about what the changes to the normal minimum pension age really mean, because it's a bit confusing. So we're going to give that a crack today. Um, It might help Luke, it might not. Um, It is just going to be my lovely tones that you are listening to for the next 20 minutes or so. Okay, so let's start with talking about what we mean. Um, And probably the best way to do that is to talk about... um, pension schemes and their pension age. Okay, so you might remember from previous podcasts, we've talked about that there are two principal categories of pension scheme in the UK, and they are defined benefit and defined contribution. So defined benefit schemes are those schemes that have a formula which calculates the pension at retirement and the formula generally centres around salary and service in some form. So typically you find the public sector pension schemes come into the category of defined benefit. Now, because they have that formula that calculates the pension and the pension is then paid for life, um, they also have built into the rules something called a normal pension age. And the normal pension age is the age at which you can access your pension benefits in full. Um, Now, these vary across the different sections of the public sector pension schemes in particular, and other schemes will have their own age. So you will need to really find out what that is for you and your circumstances. But typically, you might have a normal pension age of 60, 65 or state pension age, depending on your scheme. Okay, so that's what we mean when we're talking about normal pension age. Now, the other type of pension scheme, defined contribution, they work really differently. So they don't have a formula that calculates the pension for you. They work a little bit like an investment fund, if essentially. So what happens is that contributions are paid in. You receive investment returns in your fund. There might be a little adjustment for charges. And then when you choose to take your benefits, you have a pot of money, which is the value of that fund. And you can make decisions about how you access that fund in different ways but essentially it's the value of that pot that is your pension benefit you don't necessarily get an income for life 
So these schemes don't generally tend to have a normal pension age because the pension isn't calculated in the same way, but they might have something that they call a scheme retirement age. And for example, that might be 65. Okay, now it's a little bit notional for these schemes, but it's just a way that they can set themselves up. So that's what we mean by normal or scheme pension age. Okay, it's typically the age at which you're expected to take the benefits, but you don't have to take the benefits at that point. You can indeed take them later or you can take them earlier. And when you take them earlier, this is where the minimum pension age comes in, which is what Luke's been asking about. Okay, so. As I've said, you can access the pension earlier, but there are limits and rules around how you do that. OK, so we're talking about in a scenario where you might want to access your pension a bit earlier, but not because of ill health. So this is just on a normal circumstance and there's a minimum age from which we can do this. And that is what is called the minimum pension age. So this was 50 up until April two, 2010. So if you were a member of a pension scheme, it's quite possible that if you were in that scheme before 2010, so sort of really and 2000, uh, between 2000, before 2010, sorry, then you may have had a minimum pension age of 50, which means you could access your pension benefits any time from 50. Now, things to remember about that, of course, where you're in a defined benefit scheme, you could be accessing those benefits 10 or 15 years early. So the scheme then has to pay you a pension under the law of averages for 10 or 15 years longer or however long it is. And therefore, when you access those benefits early, they get reduced to take account of that. In the other type of scheme, you're essentially making decisions about how to manage your pot of money. So if you're taking the benefits earlier, you have to try and find a way to make that money last longer or have an income for potentially a longer period of time, depending on how long we think we're going to live for. Just, of course, is always the million dollar question, isn't it? So that changed in 2010, as I mentioned, and it was increased to age 55. OK, now anybody who was a member of a pension scheme at that time um, was typically able to protect themselves if they had an earlier pension age. So if, um, in April 2010, it increased to 55. But if you were in a scheme already, that allowed you to take the benefits from as early as age 50, then you were able to keep that age and that was known as a protected pension age. Okay, now there are a few other little rules around that, but in principle, that was how that worked. Okay, so fast forward to where we are now. Um, it's been um, talked about really since about 2014 um, that there will be further increasing that minimum pension age from 55. So that has now been confirmed that from April 2028, the minimum pension age is going to be increased from 55 to 57. OK, and then at that point, the intention is that it will then track 10 years behind the state pension age. So if the state pension age goes up to 68, the minimum pension age will then move to 58 as well. OK, that is the intention and that's been put within the Finance Bill 21-22. Okay. Now, as with anything at this stage, there are still some questions that we don't have all the answers to. So I'm going to cover off what we think we know at the moment. OK, so 
First thing then is that the normal minimum pension age will increase to 57 on the 6th of April 2028. So anybody who is listening who was born before the 7th of April 1971, you will not be affected by this because you will already be of the relevant minimum pension age at that point. Okay. So schemes, each pension scheme can, if they wish, choose to bring that minimum pension age in earlier, so before April 2028, if they want to, subject to them ensuring that they issue the relevant notifications and communications to scheme members. Okay, so that will be a very scheme specific thing. I have been looking around this morning and there is nothing confirmed that I can find at the moment of specific intentions for schemes that have been published about bringing that in earlier. Okay, the increase to age 57 will not apply to what they call the uniform services, which just for clarity is fire, police and armed forces typically. So their minimum pension age will remain at 55 and that is largely to do with the type of work that they undertake. Now, similar to when they increased the minimum pension age in 2010, protected pension age will also apply in this circumstance. So what this means is typically, if you are already in a scheme, as at the 4th of November 2021, and that has a minimum pension age of 55 or 50 if you were earlier, then you retain those earlier protected pension ages. And if that is the case, you don't need to do anything. It will just should just automatically come into place with the pension scheme systems and processes. Now, there is a small caveat in this that we haven't quite got all the details for. What the regulations say is that the protected pension ages will continue to apply for those who are in a scheme um, before the 4th of November 21, whether that is 50 or 55. Um, if they have an unqualified right to retire early. Now, typically, an unqualified right means it doesn't require the consent of anyone else, such as your employer or your trustee. So what that means is we would anticipate, again, based on what we've seen before, that really what we're saying is for most people, if you were a member of a pension scheme before the 4th of November 21, then you should keep that protected minimum pension age. But we can't absolutely confirm that because details around unqualified rights um, are still missing and we're expecting or hoping for some more information to follow on that. Um, so we just need to keep to, that's the bit, Luke, where I'm saying that might still be a bit confusing because we're still waiting to find out what that means. If you therefore are somebody who has joined a pension scheme after November the 4th of November 21, your minimum pension age will increase from April 28 to age 57. OK, now one thing to watch is if you are currently a member of a pension scheme and you were before November 21, then you might have a minimum pension age of 55 that is protected. If you then leave that pension scheme, perhaps because you go and get another job and then join a new pension scheme, that new pension scheme you are joining after November 21. And so that will end up with a minimum pension age of 57 from April 28. So you may have different minimum pension ages for different pension schemes if you move between schemes. OK, 
So really what we're doing at the moment is we're waiting for extra guidance on what exactly unqualified right means. But as I say, we think the general principle will be if you were already a scheme member before November 21, then you're going to be protected in some form. We are also waiting to find out whether there is going to be a transitional arrangement um, for those people who were um, over the age of 55, but under the age of 58 as at um, 57, sorry, as at April 28. So there is talk about there might be a tra uh, transition arrangement. If you're somebody who's arranged to do a transfer of benefits, then it's likely, again, we're waiting for final information, but it's likely that where you've got a protected pension age, if you're transferring it across, you actually may be able to keep that protected pension age on transfer. But again, that may depend specifically on the schemes. OK, so that that's really it at the moment. That's all we can really tell you. So we'll just summarise that again, is that the intention is from April 2028, the minimum pension age. So that is the earliest age at which you can access your pension benefits will increase from 55 to 57 and it will then track 10 years behind the state pension age. This increase from 55 to 57 should not apply to the uniform services, which is fire, police and armed forces. However, if you were already a member of a pension scheme prior to the 4th of November 21, then it is likely that you will retain a protected minimum pension age of whatever applied to the scheme that you were in at that time, whether it was 50 or 55. But if you've joined a pension scheme at any point after November 21, then you will be impacted by this change on any future pension benefits. And remember, if you change pension schemes, either since November 21 or any time in the future, then you may have different minimum pension ages for different schemes. And what we're waiting for at the moment is just to see what the clarification is around the what's called the unqualified right, just in case that changes anything on the form of protections. OK, so that's it really in a nutshell at the moment. You can find more information about this online. Um, uh, there is the .gov website as always. Um, if you're finding that a little bit hard to pick through, then you can look at some of the um, bigger pension consultancies. They have quite some quite nice articles and examples written about this. So Aegon, for example, is one, as is Pru Advisor, um, as is also XPS. So um, the public sector pension schemes, having reviewed all of their websites, they are not in detailing much about this at the moment. But again, we can expect more information to follow in due course. So I'll leave you there. Thanks for listening for today um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you have any questions that you would like us to cover in any future episodes, then please feel free to Look at our website.